represent the views of Radio Free Brooklyn, its staff, or management. Thank you for listening, and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all my blessed and highly favored people doing today? Well, I want to welcome everyone to the fourth season of What Would Kay Say? The show that offers life coaching given from a Christian perspective. Always with a spoonful of sugar because, let's face it, Sometimes the truth is not easy to swallow. So if you've missed any of my previous shows, you can find them on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, on my show page, What Would Kay Say, on Spotify, on Apple, 
and on all other podcast platforms. And I'd like to remind all of you to please be sure to subscribe to Radio Free Brooklyn's monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. So now I am really, really excited about what God has in store for this season. I pray that all of you are as excited as I am. And I know you are, even though I can't see you or hear you or see you waving the the banner. I know you're all excited for me. But today we're going to dive right in to a topic that definitely needs to be discussed. Well, every topic I talk about definitely needs to be discussed, but this one in particular, and when God placed it on my heart, I, you know, I was trying to think of the best way to present it, and I realized the best way to present it is just to present it. So today, we're going to discuss how do do we live with others when we find it difficult to live with others? Right. I mean, think about it, because sometimes people make it hard for you to get along with them. But. We have to always look at it from God's perspective. What does the Lord say about living together? And how we should interact with one another. So today's topic is tolerance. What is it and how are we supposed to show it to one another? Now let's begin with the beginning as I always do. No, not Genesis this time, the dictionary. So we could clearly understand what it means to have tolerance and to be a tolerant person. Merriam-Webster states that tolerance is the ability or willingness to accept something, in particular, the existence of opinions or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. I I would say that sounds about right. Tolerance is the ability or willingness to accept Something, in particular, the existence of opinions or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. And you hear people say it all the time. I don't have to tolerate that. I can't tolerate that. You hear it all the time. But the Bible actually encourages us to tolerate others on several levels. And this should not come to a surprise. This should not come as a surprise to you. Because God is tolerant, right? But let's remember, God wasn't always tolerant. He wasn't always tolerant towards our behavior. And he sent Jesus here so that he could extend tolerance towards us. Because remember, back in the day, back in the day of Genesis, now I'm going back to the beginning, 
when God was upset with mankind, what did he do? He wiped them out with a flood. Saving only a handful, right? You remember that story, Noah and the ark? Noah and his family and animals and insects and bugs and all other things that should have been left off the boat but got on the boat. And everything that God had created, he had Noah build that ark so that they could all get in, get into the ark because he was, he flooded the earth. Everything was destroyed by that flood. And now mind you, before then they had never saw rain. There was never any rain on earth. So that goes to show you how powerful and miraculous God is. They had crops. They had they had food. They were taking care of their livestock. People were flourishing without any rain. So when he started talking about building that ark, people were looking at him like he was crazy. What is, what is rain? Water coming from the sky. Right? So he had Noah build the ark. But even with that, think about it. Even with that, Noah's family wasn't the perfect bunch either. But we'll talk about that in another story for another show. So then God promised that he would never flood the earth like that again. And he sent a rainbow as a reminder that he would never do it again. So after it rains, usually sometimes, you know, if you're, you're blessed enough, you'll see a rainbow. And that's just a reminder. Yes, I'm raining, but. I'm not going to flood you out to kill all of you at once. So getting back to God sent Jesus. So God sent Jesus who stands in the gap for us when we need, when we are in need of tolerance. Because Jesus died for the many things concerning us, right? The many things he died for our salvation, which granted us grace and mercy. And you can look at grace and mercy as God's way of exercising tolerance towards us. Because whenever we do something where God can't deal with sin, he doesn't see it, Jesus is standing there as our as our advocate for everything that we do. He presents himself as he stood up for the sins that we committed. So God can never punish anyone again because he said he wouldn't, and because Jesus has already paid the price for all the punishments that would have been put upon us for all the sins that we commit. So God extended that tolerance through Jesus Christ. So now you can say, yeah, God is tolerant. And whatever he expects, whatever he extends towards us, he expects us to extend towards one another. And that takes me to Ephesians 4, 1b to 3. And as usual, all the scriptures that I read are coming from the New King James Version, unless I say otherwise. Paul states to us, Beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness and long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So for all the things that we say we can't tolerate, slackness, laziness, ignorance, defiance, bigotry, racism. Yes, all these things that annoy us. We are to respond with love and gentleness, always remembering that they know not what they do. And I know you're probably saying, what are you talking about? They don't know what they're doing. When they do it, they know what they're doing. Isn't that what Jesus said on the cross? Think about it. Wasn't that part of his words when he was hanging on the cross for all our sins? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He wasn't just talking about the Roman soldiers that hammered his hands and his feet to the the wooden cross. He wasn't just talking about them. When he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was talking about the world, the world, because none of us know what we're doing. He pleaded for our forgiveness to the Father. So we, in turn, must learn to endure the shortcomings of others. As they also learn, catch this now, as they also learn to endure the shortcomings that we possess. In other words, long-suffering is another word for saying patience. Long-suffering is another word for patient. Long-suffering means being able to be even-tempered, not reacting with emotions that may rise up when we are pushed to the limit. And in the book of Romans, Paul states to us how God expects, expects us to behave when expressing tolerance towards one another. Romans twelve seventeen to 19. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather Rather, give place to wrath, for it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. But I'm going to read it from the Message Bible, because I think the Message Bible really brings it home for us. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, Get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. So God wants us to walk away from situations when it becomes a situation. And if you can't talk it out and come to a peaceful agreement, walk away. Vengeance belongs to God and God alone. But I want you guys, let's go back into that passage because I think there's a, 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 when you read the scriptures, there's always an operable word in there. 
that makes you really understand what's happening. Because we as humans, we always want to handle everything ourselves. Like we really know how to find solutions to things, right? And most of the time, most of the time, if we were to really admit, we had problems, right? But it says, it says in the scripture, if it is possible, as much as depends on you. So see, he's giving you a charge. He's letting you know you have an option. You have an option whether you want to react violently or disruptively, or you have an an option that you could walk away. You don't have to react to everything that goes on when people do things that you cannot tolerate. And then think about it. If you have to find the patience to tolerate someone, like I said, perhaps some of us are the problem. And if you look at every situation, like maybe I'm the problem here, then we could react differently. Because the same way you're trying to find a way, air quotes, to tolerate this individual, they're also trying to find a way to tolerate you. It's not just you always tolerating somebody. It's not always you just, oh, I can't, I can't deal. I can't, I can't. No, the other person is saying the same thing. I can't. It's a two-way street. You know what? Now I'm saying two-way street. But you know what my famous one is? It's a, it's a coin. There's two sides. There's two sides. It is a coin. So just like you're on one side, they're on the other side. And because we have to remember Tolerance is the ability or willingness to accept something in particular, the existence of opinions and behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. So when you're having a disagreement, that means that whatever you're saying, that person doesn't agree with it. And whatever they're saying, you don't agree with it. So you both have to exercise tolerance towards one another. And if you both thought of yourself as, hmm, maybe I'm the problem here, even if you don't feel you're the problem, but just take it as a look from the other side and say, hmm, maybe I'm the problem. And if I were the problem, how would I solve this? You know you wouldn't kill yourself. You know you wouldn't want to provoke a fight or attack yourself. So why are you going to attack the next person? Listen, when it comes down to it, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. So when we think that we have it all together, here comes the word, to show us just how wrong we really have it. Because when you think about it, like I said before, you think you're right and the other person thinks they're right. So both of you think you're right. You both think you're right. You've drawn that line in the sand. I'm right. I'm not budging. The other side, the person is, I'm right. I'm not budging. How does that solve anything? 
How does that solve anything? But if we could both draw a line in the sand and say, you know what? If that's how you feel, okay, fine. Then I got to leave, you leave it alone. You leave it alone and you find other means of living your life, doing what you need to do. But when it comes to people being, no, I draw the line in the sand. This is how I feel. I'm right. You're wrong. And I'm going to make you, you see that I'm right. And I'm going to make you act right the way I want you to act. That's when things become out of control. You cannot control what someone else does. Just like you don't want anyone controlling what you do. And that's when I say, if you put yourself on the other side, the way you want to control someone, would you like someone controlling you that way? Most of the time it's no, because the average person doesn't even want you. The average person doesn't want you to tell them anything, especially in today's culture. Don't tell me anything. I can do whatever I want to do. It's all about I can do. No, you can't. In the reality of things, you really can't. You're really walking around in this false bubble of thinking that you can, and you really can't. But if we looked at it that way as, okay, that's what they're doing, don't push it on me. Or if that's what you think, then that's what you think. But don't make me have to think it as well. But in them not making you have to agree with what they think, they also shouldn't be pressing you to do what it is that they want you to do. Like, let's take, for example, what could I use for an example that won't be a hot topic? Push a button, atom bomb going off if I say it. Um, Okay, let's talk about this. Like, Christmas is coming up because it's the holiday season. It's coming up. Many people feel that you shouldn't say Merry Christmas. You should say Happy Holidays because people feel excluded when you say Merry Christmas. No. If it's the Christmas season and I recognize Christ and Christmas, I could say Merry Christmas to those who I feel I I could that understand I'm saying Merry Christmas to them. Right? If that's if someone celebrates Hanukkah and it's Hanukkah taking place. They're going to say happy Hanukkah to those who they know might celebrate Hanukkah. Why can't they say that? Why can't they hang a banner on their door that says happy Hanukkah? Just because I don't celebrate Hanukkah, that doesn't mean that they can't have a banner on their door or Hanukkah decorations in their office. How is that offensive to me? But see, a lot of people know there shouldn't be any Hanukkah banners. There shouldn't be any Kwanzaa banners. There shouldn't be any... I don't even know the other ones. There shouldn't be any Christmas banners. There shouldn't be, if there's any type of Muslims holidays going on at that time, they shouldn't have their stuff in there. Why can't they have it in their personal? Why can't they have that in their space? How is that an offense to you? But see, no one wants anything to be, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't show anything. Don't do anything. Just, just move. 
just move, just move through the atmosphere like there's nothing going on. How, how does that offend you? If you don't like it, then don't participate. If you don't like it, then don't say it. And if someone says it to you inadvertently because they think that, oh, that's what you celebrate, you don't have to get into an argument with them. Oh, I don't celebrate that. Don't tell me. That's not necessary. That's not necessary. Just walk away. Because them saying it, how does that offend you? But see, the thing about it is when people want to take a stance that they're offended like that, it's because they want to argue the point that they are offended by that. They want to argue that point. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for an opportunity to argue a point. Whereas if someone has Merry Christmas in their office, don't go in their office if it offends you. Don't go in, your, in the office if it offends you. But see, you have to be so careful with that because here we go again, the other side of that coin. Like I just said, don't, you know, don't go around them if, if that offends you. Then don't, you know, they could have it hanging in their office. But then it comes to a broader spectrum of what if somebody had a noose hanging in their office? What if somebody had racist slurs and, and pictures of women that, you know, that were offensive in their office? Would I still say, don't go in their office then if it offends you? If that's how you know they feel, then don't go in their office if that offends you. See, you can't, it, it, it becomes a, it almost becomes a powder keg because something that feels right to someone else, there's always going to be on the other side someone that's going to be offended. And that's just the way the world is created because we are all different and we all have different opinions and views and understanding of issues. So if someone wants to hang a noose in their office, of course it's going to be offensive to some people. It's especially going to be offensive to people of color because we know what that represents. But then they can make the argument, oh, I can't have a noose in my office, but they could have a Christmas tree in their office. Hmm. See, you see where it becomes, you know, what do you tolerate? What don't you tolerate? But that's why God said, if it's at all possible, live peaceably with all men. I don't think the phone is going to pick up. Hello? 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 Oh, caller, you're on the air. Am I the millionth caller? Did I win a house full of gadgets? Oh, my goodness. This is your Virginia girl, and I've always wanted to do that. So call in to see if I won cool stuff. But anyway, congratulations on your fourth season and your anniversary. I want to tell you that I also celebrate the entire month just like you because I think, have we known each other almost 30 years? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, yes. Congratulations. But, lady, I've got a bones to pick with you. Uh-oh. I'm going to try to make this short and sweet. Uh-oh. I need another talk show the, for this. <laughs> okay, but in the beginning, you wanted us to journal your journey. Yeah. Make a plan, she says. Let's get ready. Something about some types of shoes to wear or something about some boots to climb to the next level that God has you in. Or, and I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. 
I don't have a five-year plan. Don't ask me about questions about for the year, plan for the month, plan for next week. I'm trying to get it together right now, right? Mm -hmm. So what promises and the words of the week and the journey that you're having us to go on has been such a wonderful experience because I've anticipated every week's conversation. about now, how do you know? No sooner as I get ready, something happens with the phone, something happens with the internet, and it's like, devil, no. She has a word from God that we have to listen to, and how dare you try to interrupt? But in any case, all of the time that you spent with us, I loved how you've ensured us that no matter what, God's got us, and that we can do all things through Christ, that no matter what the struggles were, either with you saying that darn phone number so fast, (laughs) (laughs) that now that you're taking your time to enunciate and articulate, it's so beautiful. I've seen your wonderful growth and that soundboard and whether or not it was op-ed concerns or issues that got under your skin. We can always hear you talking slowly and with gritted teeth. I said, oh, no, that she got a topic that she got to get through, right? But we've been so blessed by your broadcast and that we pray that you have so many more podcasts and and staying at the top of the leaderboards because you know the devil's mad when you're getting it through, right? And the fact that your dreams are coming true, I really appreciate all of the encouragement that you've been giving to us all of these past opportunities of time, especially during COVID, because for some of us, this message that you've given has been all that we've had to hold on to until we can see God move in our situations for our lives. So bless you, bless your family. And of course, as she says, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) You know what? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I love it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, my dear. I love it so much. And be blessed in all that you do because it's it's a wonderful journey. And no, I haven't written anything down. And don't ask me where that book is since I've moved. But it's been such a wonderful experience to know that God is still talking to people, that God is still touching our everyday situations, and that you're you're obedient to speak it. Because I know there might be times where it's topics that I don't want to tell the people this. This ain't none of my business, but... It's a message that people need to hear even across the world. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. And thank you for calling and giving that word. I finally got through. I finally got through. Girl, I was fighting this from last week. But yes, I had to make sure that I got it in so that you could know this is the best season and many more wonderful seasons for to come. Thank you, love. God bless you and your family. All righty. Have a great one. Okay, bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. I love that. I love that. That listeners call in and they let me know how they feel. And thank you. I'm sure all of you have been progressing my journey here on this show. And I just, I thank all of you like I did last week. I am so grateful for the audience that I have. I am so grateful that God uses me as a vessel to get the message out there. It is just such a blessing. And yes, as long as I have my voice, I will continue to spread his word. So with that, I think that was an appropriate ending to what I was talking about. That was wonderful. We're going to take a music break right now. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like.
no greater love than yours It tells the dead to sleep no more But just the sound chains will break There's freedom in your name There's freedom in your name Every Promises stand 
Your truth will never change In famine or feast, in plenty or need When I am weak, you are strong The water may rise, the river run dry The stirring inside is a song Can we just say thank you? Can we just say thank you, Lord? For you are God and you are good For you are God and you are good Can we just say thank you? Can we just say thank you, Lord? For you are God and you are good For you are God and you are good In every season I face Your faithfulness remains You are my peace And your heart will never change In famine or feast In plenty or need When I am weak You are strong Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But in Op-Ed today, God has placed in my spirit, yes, I am going to talk about topics that's happening in the world today. And of course, you know, it always relates back to the scripture, but it's also going to relate back to what we talked about. But I'm going to start it off with the scripture again. But this time I'm ringing reading from the English Standard Version, Romans 14, 13 to 16. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. But what you eat 
do not destroy by what you eat. Do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. And as the music was playing, I knew where I left off in my conversation and the point that I was making right before the break. And it came to my spirit. This is what God is telling us when it comes to tolerance. This is the point that he's trying to make to all of us. If it offends your brother, sister, if it offends them, because here it clearly states, and that's why I gave it in this version, so that you can get a clear understanding of what God is saying. If your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. And before that, he says, I know I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. So what God is saying is there might be things that we hold dear. There might be things that we want to stand up and state our voice and that's, look, that's what I believe and this is what I'm standing up for and this is what's so. But if it offends the next one, don't do it. And that's when I brought the, that's why I brought up the topic of the Christmas tree and the noose. And when he put it in my spirit about the noose, I was like, where is he, where is he going with this? But the noose could be something just like the Christmas tree could be something to someone else. But he's saying right here, if it offends, don't do it. Because if that person thinks it's unclean, you're not, you're not going to be able to extend the love of Christ to them if you're throwing something at them that they do not agree with. And that's what he's talking about. Don't put stumbling blocks in the way to make it bones of contention, which is going to make it harder for you to show and express the love of God, the love of Jesus, and show them just how much God cares about them because they're not going to see it. They're not going to hear it. They're not going to understand it. If you have that stumbling block, which is offensive to them. And that's the point that God is trying to get out. That's the point that he's trying to say. And if it comes to the point where you don't have a Christmas tree in your office, don't have a Christmas tree in your office. If you don't have Hanukkah, Hanukkah decorations in the office, don't have it. If you don't have the news and the pictures of all the, if that's what you feel in your heart, no, you, you can't display that in your office, but you want to know something that one that may hang a noose in the office. If show, if someone, if someone extends that love of Christ towards them, and that's what God is saying here. It's all about extending the love of Christ towards them. That's why they carry on the way they do because no one has ever extended the love of Christ towards them. And they might have their own sense of what they think Christ is, and they might have their own interpretation of what Christ means to them. But when you get down to the real truth of what Christ was about, when you really get down to the real truth about what Christ really stood for, trust me, it would offend a lot of us because there would be a lot of us that would say, oh, Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that with them. I'm not, 
not going over there with them. There's always going, there's always a them in somebody's life. I said it. I said it. And I know some of you want to say, oh, no, I have the love of God in my heart for everyone. I don't believe it because and you want to know why I don't believe it. I don't believe it because the because God said the heart has evil intent. God said it. He knows what our heart holds. And although we we as individuals don't even realize what our heart holds. And it's not until we're pushed to a certain point put into a certain situation that we really see what's in our heart. So on the surface, yeah, we may want to say, oh, I love everybody. But put in the right situation, you'll see just how much you love everybody. You'll see it's going to come out. And that's why it's so important, the self-reflection. That's why it was so important when he took us through all those tasks of building character, making good habits. Knowing, knowing the inside of you, everything that he's trying to work out of you when he puts you in that wilderness experience, it's stuff he's trying to work out of you because he knows it's there. But you keep glossing over it, glossing over it like you wiping the window with Windex, just glossing over it. as long as I can see out the window is fine. No. But. Getting into the op ed topic. All these random acts of violence that they're air quote calling random, they're not random. They're random for the moment. They're random for the moment because it just happened in everybody else's eyes. Oh, this just happened. This man just got pushed in front of, you know, got pushed in the train tracks. This person just got stabbed just out of the blue. He just came out and stabbed somebody just out of the blue. He just pushed that man off the, you know, off the train tracks just out of the blue. They called those cops to the house in Connecticut under a ruse that it was domestic domestic violence and shot them in cold blood just out of the blue. It's never just out of the blue. Like when I said what God said, the heart has evil intent. The heart holds evil intent continuously. So when these acts happen to us, it appears that it was unprovoked. That person had been harboring that thought in their heart for a minute. They just decided to act upon it. Anything that happens is never just, oh, it just happened. Mm -mm. It's been thought about for a minute. You think that when Putin Putin invaded Ukraine, he just woke up that morning and said, what the hell? I want Ukraine back. Let's go get it. No. That's not how it went. He had been sitting there for the longest, thinking how he could do it, when he could do it. He had been strategizing for the longest what would be the best plan of attack. Nobody just goes and does things haphazardly. Everything has already been a thought, and then it sits there, and then it festers, and it festers, and it festers, and then it gets to the point where people act upon it. China giving those threats to Hong Kong and Taiwan. You think those threats just came out of the blue? They just woke up and said, oh, you know what? <laughs> Let's just go mess with Taiwan today. Let's just go remind Hong Kong how you can't be having all those those posters for, you know, all those newspapers that you have giving out all that democracy talk. Mm-mm. No, they sat there for a minute. It was like, wait a minute. 
I know we had let them do a little bit of what they were doing. And yes, we did allow the papers to keep going on, but I think we need to pull those papers back. But how are we going to pull those papers back? They have to think about this. You have to think about these things. You think that when they stormed the Capitol on January 6th because they were upset about the election that it was just, it just happened? No, that was calculated. If it just happened, why would all those people be with their guns? They walk around with their rifles every day? Yeah, there are some that do walk around with rifles every day. Yeah, I'm sure there are. But just think about it. Randomly, everybody just ran to the Capitol that day. And here you say, oh, no, they didn't just run to the Capitol that day. They went to hear former President Trump speak. That was a that was a speech that was planned. He didn't just say, you know what? What the heck? Give me a microphone. I'm going to stand right here and start talking. No. Everything is thought out. Everything is planned. So with that, I say, God is saying, if you could think about it, if you could think about it, then you can change your actions towards it. You don't have to have the negative reaction towards whatever it is that's festering. You don't have to. It's all up to you. It's always a choice. And with that, that ends up Ed. Our word of the month, deliberate. Our promise for the week, Proverbs 12, 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. And I'm going to leave you with that thought, okay? Because I think that thought right there says it all. I want everybody to have a wonderful Sunday. I want everybody to have a blessed and safe week. And I want everybody to be prosperous. This is going to be a prosperous week for everyone. And prosperity doesn't always have to mean money. It could be good health. It could be just happiness. It could be peace of mind. I give all that to you this week. And until God brings us back together again next week, peace.